Howdy, y'all! Welcome into South of Scruffy Podcast. My name is Ben Fields. You made it to SOS. Thanks for being here. I've got Kurt Willis on the show today. Kurt Willis is the director of the film office in Knoxville, Tennessee. Kind of the film commissioner, the de facto film commissioner, as I call him. Uh, he's also an actor and a producer. Kurt is uh, maybe the most influential character in getting a lot of these feature films that get shot in Knoxville here to town. So uh, he's a guy that uh, has a story to tell, man. I'm glad that he came by the shop to do it. I hope you guys enjoy our chat. Here it is. Here's me and my man, Kurt Willis. We're doing the podcast. Commissioner. <laughs> Commissioner. <laughs> Do you, does anybody call you that, or do you have to be elected to be? You know? uh, I prefer film czar. If it's okay. Okay. I'm, I'm kidding. No, it's just the film office director. So cool. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Since 2014, I've been very lucky. It was. Um, it, it started in 2014. You know, before there was there was about a seven year gap. I guess it was where there wasn't a uh, a, a film, film officer, com- a film commission. There was. It was with the city, I think, for before that. Yeah. And there was a gap where there was nothing, and then. When Visit Knoxville came about and Kim Bumpus, the president over there and all of her wisdom, she's a brilliant person. I think she, she thought it'd be a good home for a uh, film office. And I was making some films for a group in Los Angeles called Engine 15 Media at the time. And uh, I heard about the film office opening. So I definitely wanted to get in on that because I wanted to, um, you know, uh, expand the feature film world in Knoxville and kind of help develop that. Yeah. And uh I was lucky enough and uh, honored enough. Um, Kim gave me a chance over there, so yeah, it's been it's been amazing. It's a dream job. So is that what brought you here? Well, I was here. You were here already. Yeah, I was here okay. already. Um, I've been here for a long time. Okay. I grew up in northern Indiana, but I, I went to school down here and okay. kind of stayed afterwards. So you said it's been a, before we started. You told me it's been a kind of a banner year for for feature films in Knoxville. Big year, yeah. It's been the as far as I know the. The, the best in history. Really? There's been six features shot here wow. uh, since January. And and they all have to interface with you to get permits and, and all that? And, uh, yeah. And, and I'm sure a lot of other things, but like, can somebody come here and shoot and, and not interface with Kurt Willis at the field Ab- office? Absolutely not. No, right. that's not allowed. <laughs> sure they can. They can, but you know, m- most of those projects, the film office uh, recruited, um, put packages together to, uh, you know, to, to, to get the projects here gotcha. um, and make it feasible for them to shoot here. A couple of them were uh, local producers, great projects. They all had really good cast and they're, mm. they're all, I cannot wait for them all to come out. You know, obviously they're on post now, so it's going to be a little bit, but, yeah. but six, yeah, six. And then in the, the cast list on all these films, it was just incredible. Yeah, man. It's, and it's hard to believe that, you know, I guess you've been there seven years. It's hard to believe that uh, they're, up to that point, there was a gap there where nobody was incentivizing folks to come here and, and try to get productions to come. Yeah, that's one of the things that when, when you know the film office first opened, just to try to figure out what would make us a little more film friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the city and the county have been amazing to work with, uh, but we do have a, a strong crew base here, so that's attractive. So when films do come, they don't have to bring a lot of all of their crew in from wherever LA or Atlanta or, or Nashville. Right. You know, we have a lot of really talented, qualified crew, um, here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got good resources here and, and, um, you know, we can incentivize the projects on top of what the state provides, which is, uh, 25% of their Tennessee spend, the, the state does. So it's an attractive 
very attractive uh, spot to shoot and it's less expensive in some ways to shoot here when you're talking about locations or city sure. services or anything else mm -hmm. it's easy and uh uh your money goes a long ways here and sure so how does the what the state gives as far as the tax incentive is concerned how does how does that stack up with other states you've heard you've heard in the past about you know georgia having a really good one into so the film film business in atlanta explodes you've heard yeah. of louisiana you've heard of <clears throat> north carolina which is why wilmington was so prolific in the yeah. late 90s and early 2000s so how does our t current tax incentive uh, that the state of tennessee is offering feature films to come here how does that stack up well the, for years it hasn't been a tax credit it's been like like what atlanta has or like or what georgia has or what louisiana has or north carolina it's a grant-based program, so okay. it's a it's a it's a check that you get after you shoot your film, and then they check and see exactly what you've spent in the state of Tennessee, and then you get a twenty-five percent cash rebate. Uh, so it's not it's not a tax credit. So, for example, if you sh if you get a two hundred thousand mm. dollar or two hundred million dollar film in Georgia, you get a thirty percent tax credit, which is transferable, so you can sell your tax credits and cash them out. Wow! Um, but in the state, it's you know, it's a great program. Right. Sounds like it. But it's not, there's a certain amount of money in the program. Mm -hmm. So. Gotcha. So, yeah. so it's, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, it, it's not this bottomless coffer that you can <laughs> just continue yeah. to pull from. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Okay. So then, so, so then you've got the, the, the state providing these incentives to bring films here, but then you, I guess, would also have to compete with other markets like uh, Nashville, Memphis, and Chattanooga. I don't know if the Tri Cities has much of a of, of much pull there or not, but do right. you do you find yourself having to um, make Knoxville look uh, a little shinier than those places for for productions that are trying to come into Tennessee? Well, yeah, like I said too, we've got a lot going for us already without incentivizing them. We'll, we'll we're able to throw a few percentage points on top of what the state provides as far as incentives, but really with the strong crew base here mm -hmm. and everything else that we can package together. Um, with all of the talent that's here already and the resources that are here already, it's kind of a, a no-brainer, you know, for uh, projects. You know, a lot of times if they if they have a million or two million dollar budget and they're coming in from LA, they're not getting incentivized in LA mm -hmm. or in in Georgia. You know, they're, they're, there's so much stuff being shot there, and it's all big budget stuff now. So maybe maybe they get a little bit more attention here. You yeah. know, um, so it's a really attractive place for. Uh, independent films to be shot. So. Do you find that the the old players the, the that that have been here uh, in in production for a while, most of them aren't narrative filmmaking outfits. Yeah. How do they feel about other uh, about big production coming to Knoxville and to the marketplace? Because there's obviously a bit of a conflict of interest there. If you use a if you use the freelance base, a film comes to town. The freelance base is, you know, it's 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 not bottomless like it is in in some of the markets that we talked about, like Atlanta and L.A. Sure. So how what's the relationship with 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 you trying to bring narrative films here with all of all of the production infrastructure that already exists? Sure, I think it's been a good relationship, and um, I don't, you know, these these films they don't sometimes it's just a three week shoot, right? You know, so you need a crew for fifteen days, so yep. it's it's not a a lengthy period of time that we're pulling them away from these productions are pulling them away from anything else. Right. So, I mean, most of the time I think it's worked out really well. Well, uh, and, and also a thing that I th I think is the, that the, the smart companies would probably think about is your technicians working on your crew going out there and working on um, big budget films. 
they're going to learn the tips and tricks. They're going to learn what's going on in the marketplace. They're going to learn the new gear. They're going to learn the new tactics and the new tools that are available where if you just stay and work in one place your whole life, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be subjected to that kind of stuff. And I think that's a real, real positive. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Totally. And and I think it's also what makes what has built this capable crew base that we have here is is that you have, um, they work in Atlanta, they work in Nashville. They don't just work for (laughs) production company like I do, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, in, 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 in places like Jupiter and everybody else in town is why, there's so much talented talent in town. Mm-hmm. You know, those those folks are big hitters in town, and uh, sure, uh, you know, they do things right and they train their people up right, and they've got a ton of talent that 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 sometimes works on the films as well. So yeah. So when uh, when we moved into this house, there was a guy, <clears throat> there was a guy putting a roof on my house, and he and he just could not wait. After he heard that I worked in the film and television business, he couldn't wait to to show me the picture of him with Burt Reynolds uh, yeah, on yeah. his phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's like, he, he had worked at like Transpo or something on the, okay, on great. the, on the, on the gig. Um, but what was that? What was that film that, that would, that made, made some ripples around town. You it, heard about that? It did. Yeah. I mean, for the size of the budget, which, you know, it sounds like a lot of money, but it wasn't a big budget film, but the cast that they had with Burt and Chevy and, Ariel Winter and uh, uh, Clark Duke and, and all of that. It, it sure felt like a big film and uh, great film. Great the uh, Whitener group. Those guys are fantastic. I I hope they uh, continue to uh, make more projects. But beautiful film. It was one of Burt's last. I think it might have been his last. Yeah, I think so too. It was, it was just a cool time, and it was really, it was really the first. You know, you, you've got a guy like Paul Harrell. It's that makes mm-hmm. films in town. Beautiful right. film. So super talent. That guy's going to be a huge star someday. <laughs> yeah. Someday very, very soon. Yeah. Um, but that, that Burt Reynolds film is kind of what kicked off this new Renaissance, I guess, because since that was in 2016 and since then there's been, it wasn't a lot. It was Paul Harrell and a couple of others sprinkled in once in a while. But since then there's been 16, 17 films shot. Wow. Here. And when was that? That was 2016. 16. Yeah. Uh, how did that one end up here? Well, uh, Whitener. What was it called again? The name of the film? The, uh, uh, the Last Movie Star. Yeah. The Whitener Entertainment Group is here, but then a lot of the other production team was in Los Angeles. Uh, the, the writer director was Los Angeles. So they gave me a breakdown of the locations that they needed. So I'm, I found what I thought would work for mm. a lot of their film. We got the, the director and uh, producers in and I, uh, we did a, a heavy location scout and, and again, put, uh, some incentives together for them and other resources to let them know that, that they could make the film here. And, uh, cause they were looking in Minnesota, they were looking in, I believe New York, they were looking in LA. Mm. So once we did that, we made them feel comfortable that they could That's pull great. things off here and it would be financially feasible for them. So I remember it was a big deal, man. You, and, and, and they did it the way you would expect. They shut down about half a market square to, <laughs> to film a patio scene. That was pretty wild. Yeah, you see uh, Chevy and, and Bert having lunch outside of uh, a little restaurant there. So it drew, it drew a big crowd for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was in a movie with Chevy Chase. No, you weren't. Yeah, it was. It's right. Where is it? It's over there. It's called Funny Money. It was, uh, I was working at a production company. I've got the DVD somewhere. It's you were, over there. When you were, you say you acted in it? Yes. I was, I was, I was living in LA and, uh, really? <laughs> and I was working at a production company called the Grife company. It's called Think Factory Media now. I think. Yeah. But, uh, 
the owner of our company was a big like reality TV producer, but he wanted to write and direct a movie and he was friends with Chevy Chase. And <laughs> so he wrote this movie, he got Chevy to star in it. And uh, they had to do a pickup day uh, of like this therapy scene. And I worked at the production company uh, and he was like, Hey, you, you want to, you want to be an actor? Like, do you want to, <laughs> do you want to, uh, come be in this scene with uh so you were in a scene with chevy yeah did you have lines no i did have lines yeah cutting room floor yeah oh, no really yeah but are you are you on screen still did yeah, you yeah I'm, i've got a couple close-ups well, i'm gonna be watching funny money tonight yeah tonight, just yeah. yeah just watch the uh <laughs> just just watch the therapy scene it's in the first like six minutes but uh <laughs> i showed it to some people at the office uh i don't know probably a year ago and i was like guys watch this scene real quick and tell me if you notice anything about this scene yeah. i was like 19 years old so this was almost 20 years ago now and uh everybody at the office was was watching it and we watched it like two or three times through. I was like, you guys don't notice anything about this scene that's that's different. And then, you know, Mike Deering, I think, was yeah. like, that guy looks kind of like Eminem. <laughs> and I was like, that's me. That was you. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> was he uh, was he nice to you? Was he was he cool on set? He was nice. He was nice to me. Okay. Um, he, he was he was uh, he's a, a little I don't know a little smarmy, but still like very nice to me. Had good conversation with. Um, the, now the 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 director of the film knew that I was an aspiring actor. Yeah. So um, he was like Ben, why don't you run your lines with Chevy before the before the uh, or help Chevy run his lines <laughs> okay. before the before uh, while we were rehearsing while they were getting set up. Yeah, yeah. And I got to sit there and run lines with him, smoke Marlboro Reds with him, and oh nice and and hang out and <laughs> somebody was like I'm I'm. <laughs> It's like you don't smoke, do you? I was like, no. I do. Like, well, I, I do, do with Chevy. I do with Chevy James. <laughs> Chevy tells me to. Oh well. How was he when he was here? Uh, you know, I only I met him briefly, and he was only here for a couple of days. But I uh, seemed like a sweetheart. I mean, I, you know, you hear stories and everything, so I I don't yeah. know. And maybe <laughs> he's got maybe, a reputation to uphold. <laughs> yes, he does. But yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know. I, I think he was he think he was just fine. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of interactions with him because we did some screenings of that as well. So not just yeah. on the day that we were filming, but we screened it a few times and, and he was there for that really, you know, a hard worker a guy that's been around for a long time and still working hard. You definitely know? been around for a long time. Yeah. He's a, he's a, an icon. So yeah, he but is. yeah, you know, I started off, uh, I mean, I still, still act, uh, yeah. but that's kind of how I broke in Act, acting and the writing side. So, yeah. So where, so you're from Indiana, right? Yes. The Northern, Northern Indiana, the frozen okay. tundra. Did, when did, when did you start acting? Did you do that in school <clears throat> when you were growing up or did you wait? I, I wanted to, you know, I, I, when I was in high school, I, I was a baseball player and I went to college to play baseball, but I always knew that I wanted to act. Mm. Don't know why it was just something intrinsic, you know, something yeah. that kind of drew, drew me and, um, but I I just kind of put it in the back of my mind, but it just kept popping up. It wouldn't go away and really didn't start seriously until, I mean, I'm not, not that I'm serious now, but I, I booked my first actual bigger show just back in 2011, I guess, 2012. Wow. Okay. It was burn notice. I played a guy named Gator. I was out cooking crystal meth in the Everglades. Heck yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a Bruce Campbell, which I was like, I booked the show and then I, I realized that my all my scenes were going to be with Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I was a big fan. How, so, how is that? How's that working with somebody who you're a, a big fan of? It, well, honestly, I I prayed that it was going to go well, and it was in Miami. We we're out in the swamps, and uh, it's about eight in the morning. It was already ninety five degrees, and I was waiting on set to rehearse. And here comes Bruce, and he's got this assistant holding the umbrella over his head for shade, and. <laughs> 
He's all disheveled and grumpy and his hair is all messed up. He's not been through hair and makeup yet or anything. And uh, we start running lines and he's stepping on every single line that I've got. You know, he's just trying to rush through it. And uh, and then I, I got nervous because it was Bruce Campbell and, and I could tell he was just not into it. And I, so I dropped a line and he's like, nope, that's not it. Let's do it. Um, oh, man, this is going to be a long two days. <laughs> uh, but then he came back out, you know, and we... He was a beautiful man, but a great guy. We, you know, I hung out with him for on set for two days. We didn't go out and have drinks or anything, but uh, professional, great guy. How, how'd you end up? How'd you end up getting your first like your first gig gig? Because it's yeah. it's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> Harder now than ever because obviously so much stuff is being shot in Georgia and Atlanta, and because of that, so many actors have moved back to this side of the country. So the competition is... Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, so the competition is more fierce than ever. But uh, I caught on, luckily caught on back in 2012 with an agency in in Atlanta. And within the first two weeks I was with them is when I booked Burn Notice. And really? Then, they send you on auditions? Yeah. You well, had to be, go in person, right? No, I, Well, a lot, back, a lot more back then in 2012. But still, people, uh, even then, they people were putting themselves on tape. Really, and I put myself on tape for that one, and was lucky enough to get it. So it's great. Kind of got the ball rolling. All right, so Indiana. Let's 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 go there. Did you grow up? With, you said the frozen tundra. Northern it's, it's Indiana. Northern Indiana. So it gets a little chilly up there. It's beautiful people, hardworking people, a lot of farms. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, there's and, no no filmmaking there, no, yeah. no production going on. So I did, I had no business thinking that I should be in this business. But, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things that I think if you're going to be in this business, it, sh- it should be calling because it's espe- acting, especially there's so much rejection uh, involved. It's, and it's, it's hard 95% yeah. rejection. Yeah. So it needs to be a calling. It needs to be something you really want right. and you love. but. So you were into sports growing up, though, right? Right. You got brothers and sisters and all that. Got a brother, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did you play baseball in high school? All that. Played baseball in high school. Played, and then I I, I went to Indiana University to play baseball. And Blo- is that Bloomington? Bloomington. Bloomington. Yeah. 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 Southern part of the state. And then I, coach and I didn't get along too well. And my brother was playing at Carson Newman. Ah. They had a really good program, so uh, they gave me a nice scholarship to play ball there. Your brother's older. A year and a half. Year and a half older. Yeah, he, he, a grade older or so. Yeah, a grade older. Okay. So he was he was a year ahead of me in in, in college, in high school, and he wasn't. I was I was a lot better baseball player than him. So what? what was, <laughs> obviously, I mean, if you were going to Indiana and he was going to Carson Newman, come on. Now. <laughs> well, actually, Carson Newman at the time was probably good enough to compete in the Big Ten. That really? was actually we went to the World Series in '93, and wow. I mean, it was the NAIA World Series, but it was still a really good team. <laughs> it was just like a lot of Division One refugees that found. Yeah, Carson Newman all yeah, at the yeah. same time. So, um, so how long were you at Indiana? Just a year? Uh, yeah, a year. Okay. And then, and then I moved down here. What position did you play? I'm a lefty. I was a pitcher and an outfielder. Okay. Yeah. You bat lefty too? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a lefty also. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. Come on. Did you play ball? I did. Yeah. What position did you play? I had to play outfield because I yeah. I wasn't tall enough to play first base. Okay. Couldn't throw hard enough to pitch. Mm. <laughs> so I had to. I had that to narrows it down. Yeah, I had to play sure. outfield and and uh, and run the bases really well. <laughs> that was, that's all right. That's that's a, uh, I mean, outfield's great. I was having this conversation last night. My my high school coach was like, "Man, 
you're going to make the team, but there's an underclassman or two underneath you who are probably going to get most of the playing time. Oh, really? Yeah. I was kind of glad he told me that, right, you know, before the season started. I think yeah. it was my junior year. And I was like, I think I'm just not going to play. I just, you know, that was the end of my baseball career. I played lacrosse my last two years in oh, high school, and okay. that was a super fun sport. Not huge in the South, but really fun to learn to play, and is a lot bigger now. Yeah, yeah, that looks like a fun sport. It's a super fun sport. It's like hockey meets soccer. Right. Yeah. That's kind of rough, right? It's kind it of. It is. Yeah, you can hit people, which was my favorite part, and then, uh, it, yeah, it's very, very uh, physically demanding too. So you can hit people though. I mean, you can you just take them out? What what are the rules? Of that? They got they got to be within a few feet of the ball. So or have the ball in their hands so so or have, in their in their stick. So if you've if you've got the if you've got the ball, yeah, you're 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 a target. I mean, you you can't go crazy. I think there's rules to how and just like football on okay. and how you can hit them, but you can hit people pretty hard. And that was I really enjoyed that part of it. And I got I got a lot of penalties for it. It looks like fun. You know what I I would like to try at some point is cricket. Mm, Although like too. the matches last like three or four days. Is well, it? what are they saying? Not, yeah, not anymore. The, there's T20 cricket okay. now, which is which is more like three or four hours, I think. So okay. so they've they've over the over the years since cricket went to India, and since people's attention spans have gotten so much shorter <laughs> yeah. over the last however many years, right? They took it down from a. A five day deal to a one day deal, and now it's like it's like anything else. You can play it now in a few hours. So yeah, they just had the T twenty cricket finals between India and Pakistan, which is like the Red Sox versus the Yankees for oh, a nice. fifth of the world's population that's watching. You yeah, know? It, it looks fun. I don't I don't know the rules, but it looks kind of similar to baseball, right? So. It, yeah, it is. It's super cool, and they're all like you look you look at cricket and you look back, and they've got all those like wicker, you know. <laughs> Yeah, shin guards on or whatever. But now you look and it's like they're using like uh, technologically advanced gear, the bats, the the gloves that they're that the that they're using and all that. Okay, it's pretty good. The, the guy behind the batter has gloves. He's got like big webbed fingers. That right, catch the ball. It's a super cool sport. I gotta learn. I gotta learn the rules though. I'm sure there's like a. I'm sure there's a. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a league somewhere around here. I wonder. That's just, I might look into that. Yes, it looks fun. I, be, I bet it'll be really popular in the next. You remember how curling got popular right around the <laughs> yeah, uh, right yeah, around yeah. the Winter Olympics? Sure. <laughs> so baseball's what brought you to Knoxville or brought you to East Tennessee then? Yeah. Going to Carson Newman as a sophomore, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And were you like, were you the 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 stud on the t Were you were you the ace? No, you know, I had a I had a good uh, first couple of years. Then my senior year wasn't so good. Uh, when we did go to the World Series, I. I struggled the second half of the season for sure. I couldn't throw strikes all of a sudden. Yeah, I was yeah. all over the place. So, did you hurt yourself or something? Well, I, you know, I had a little tweak in my arm, but yeah. I don't want to blame it on that. Yeah, I was just wild. You know, Curtis Glover, the Cur artist, Curtis the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. muralist. Yeah, same deal, man. He messed played up, ball. Yeah, UNC Asheville, I think. Okay, he messed up his messed up his arm. Messed up his or Tommy John, I think it was. Oh no, had to had to pretty much hang it up. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. I, yeah, it's a bummer. But like I happens to a lot of them. Yeah, it does. Um, so stop throwing strikes and then but you guys still went to the World Series? We did. I I lost the game that I pitched though. So. Oh really? Yeah, we were playing some team from San Diego and I think the first three or four innings went okay and then it kind of fell <laughs> fell apart. Fell yeah. apart. Yeah, a little bit. So no scouts coming to they see were, you. They were stealing my signs like the Astros do. Yeah. Were they, they using a trash can? Dun, dun. I don't know. I think I think my shortstop was signaling my outfielder as to what pitch I was throwing. Why would they do that? 
just be so they could position themselves better, I guess. But I think the guys in the bullpen for the San Diego team knew this is a this is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's I like first, it. First now coming out. I really like it. This is breaking news. How do you feel about the shift in baseball? Anybody who watched the World Series now has seen that everybody moves over to one side of the field when a pull hitter comes. I can't stand. It. I can't I really either. Can't. I can't. <laughs> I think I support the 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 dh in the national league but uh, I, I don't I, w- I wish they'd fix the shift i don't yeah like it. i can't stand it yeah it, it seems irresponsible to me if, yeah. it's, it's just wrong it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like baseball anymore you had a 110 mile an hour line driving in the outfield and it should be a base <laughs> exactly <laughs> now it's the second baseman is like standing there waiting for it yeah but they should also like people should just say okay i'm gonna go the opposite way and hit a single well, that's true they could <laughs> fix that if they do that I, it, and it seems so easy but then yeah. I, i've I don't try to make a living hitting 98 mile an hour fastballs where I'm <laughs> where I want to. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, all right. When did the did the acting stuff start? Did it start at Carson Newman, or did you wait until after that? You start? know, you, you know, my first act, real acting gig at Carson Newman was uh, in the summers. I went to Dollywood and I was on the Train Show. Which What's is the Train Show? The Train Show. They have a steam know. train there, right? That goes up the mountain. And it goes up to this show site and it parks there. And then there's like 600 people on the train. And then I'm standing up there on the show site and, and I stopped the train for one reason or another. It was different. The, the reason was different every year. And then the conductor gets off and he's like, you know, what are you doing? And then we go through this whole 20 minute uh, live show. We usually pull somebody off the train. Like one year it was pulling a woman off the train to, to marry her in a shotgun wedding. It was always <laughs> That was always a fun one. So, so it's interactive. You're, you're, you're it was interactive. You're, yeah, yeah, with the was, guests. It was live theater. Yeah. So that's where my first. <laughs> was it? What, how'd you get into that? From. Was it just like a job? Did yeah, you just a want job. a job? It was a job. It, it was like a summer job. I saw it in the paper, I think, and and no went, way. I saw that Dollywood was hiring. So when I went to interview, and they're like, well, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "What's available?" He's like, "Well, how about this train thing?" I'm like, "Absolutely." So that was my first taste, and then. Uh, you know, several years later, I, I went through an agency here in Knoxville, Talent Trek, and and um, booked a few things then. But then, you know, the first bigger show was the Burn Notice thing. Yeah, when I went to Atlanta. So. Okay, and then, like I said, the ball started rolling in. But it's it's a grind. It's a grind. It's you tough. Know, you get two or three of those shows a year. You're you're, you're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered how. I've always wondered how people stay afloat when they're you know when they're only getting one or two good gigs a year you know yeah well i mean they always have something else going on yeah um, or they need to yeah and unless you're at the threshold to where you don't have to right but still auditioning can be a full-time job right i mean if you're in a market where that's yeah it can be it's it's, it's ebb and flow you know sometimes you'll get five or six auditions in a week and sometimes you get three or four in a month yeah you know it's kind of weird how, how it goes and then i always think after i book a show that things are going to pick up and i'm gonna have all these auditions for some reason every time i book a show i go on a dry spell for even auditioning it's really strange I yeah I, I bet it's really easy to feel like the break just happened you know if, if if once it happens it's like okay that was it i'll, I'll never not work again yeah i thought burn notice was it that really was 2012 so yeah. uh, clearly it was not but yeah, that's what you think. And then I, it's just, you never know when it's going to hit. I mean, I'm trying to think of some of the, some of the actors that we've got in town. I mean, you've obviously got David Keith. Um, 
the next one I think of is like Lynn Edwards. Lynn's and, and, and his wife Ashley. They're both wildly talented actors. Amazingly yes. talented. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and writers and and directors. Yeah. They're, they're and producers. They're they're. They're as good as it gets in town. You got David Dwyer. David Dwyer has yeah. been in tons of amazing stuff. Mike Stanley, who's been in, yeah. he's going to be in the new season of Ozark, and yeah, uh, he's booked all. He's booked as much or more than anybody lately. But so, did I see David Dwyer in Stranger Things? Yes, yeah, yeah, he okay. did two episodes. I thought I did. Yeah, I was like, that looks an awful lot like David Dwyer. That's it. Like the last time I saw him, I was talking to him about his. Beefsteak tomatoes at Preservation <laughs> Pub. <laughs> I love David. David's a super talented guy. Yeah, yeah. I got to get him in here. I'd like everybody we just talked about. I'd like to talk to because I'm I'm they're they're working. Yeah, you know a lot. I didn't know about Mike Stanley working working that much. I did a short with him one time too oh, for the you? 24 hour okay. film festival. Jake yeah. Boyd, I think. Mike's a very talented actor. He's, he's like I said, he's booked. He's with my agency in Atlanta, actually, the same agency. Okay, and uh, he's booked like crazy lately. Yeah, that's great. I've uh, Actually, and, and Paul Harrell too. Is he still around directing yeah. here? Yeah. So I auditioned for one of his movies, the Quick Feet, Soft Hands, Quick mm-hmm. Hands, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, at Virginia Tech. I went up to Blacksburg and um, and auditioned for him. And I really, I wanted that role so bad. I, w- I wanted to do that, and I wish I yeah. would have gotten it because of baseball. Growing up playing baseball, of course. And, um, and and. You know, the it just seems like a really good opportunity. I wish I would have gotten it. No, didn't pa- didn't quite make it. Paul is Paul is teaching at uh, at UT, but he also just he just made a film um, with Jim Gaffigan. Beautiful, beautiful film. Paul's a, Paul is as good as it gets to yeah. writing and and directing and just he's so brilliant. And like I said, he's he will be a household. I I, I think he will be a household name pretty soon. So, but but uh, is he still? So, He's still around here full time then, because yeah. I think he was teaching at Virginia Tech also. Yeah, he was when uh, I when I went up there. Yeah, as far he's he's as far as I know, yeah, he's here full time. So yeah, yeah, okay. And then oh, what's his name? Sean. What is his name? He, the the new show that just came out on Netflix that was so big, uh, Outer Banks. Oh yeah. What is this? Oh no, I can't believe. Do, oh oh oh! I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the writer of that show lives yes. in Knoxville. Yes, yes. I ah. the creator of that show. Yes, ah. I'm. I'm gonna think. Of, I'm. I'm gonna so think stupid. of it, and it's gonna and it's gonna come out of nowhere. Um, writer co co EP maybe even. Yeah, he, the he created the show with I, th- I think with uh, a college with the brothers. Sorry. Right, there's two brothers that that, that Outer Banks. No, was th- it not? You're thinking of Stranger Things, aren't you? No, no. That that created the show, not. Oh, maybe I am. Maybe yeah, I am the Duffer, Stranger Things. Duffer Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, this one I think he created it with Burke. Uh, Colin. Shannon Burke. Shannon Burke. Shannon Burke. Shannon that's Burke him. is his name. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. That's amazing too. Like yeah. a novelist, right? He's a novelist. Yeah, I believe that's what he's how he started. Um and now I think he's got I think they're on to season two of yeah. Outer Banks. It's already come out, I'm pretty oh, sure. Has it? Yeah, I think that's so. A, that's amazing. And that was one of the bigger bigger shows to be released on Netflix. Absolutely, and it was an I'm awesome series too. I was like, yeah. "Am I watching a teen drama right now?" Because I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Should I be right. watching this? <laughs> that's that's impressive, though. That's the kind of talent that's in town that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, and and do you know? Do you know him, Shannon? I have not met him yet. I no. haven't either. I've tried. I've reached out to him a couple times. I hadn't. I hadn't met him yet. I'd like to. I'd like to know him. I'd like to hear about how that. How do you go from you know writing novels to writing a a, a number one show on on Netflix? He's actually in an episode. I'm pretty oh, sure. Is he really? He's actually he 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 gave himself a cameo on Good the beach of like Why a camp not? counselor or something like that. That's great. Yeah. I I I, I was like that that that's got to be him because I saw I I 
seen photos of him in news re- or press releases. Yeah, I'd, I'd love before. to. I'd love to pick his brain for sure. Yeah, I would It'd be too. An interesting conversation. But it's so interesting, like the names that you just mentioned. I think about. I, I think about our town and and how we. There's so much going on that nobody even knows know. about or that's thinks right. about. <laughs> I know that's that's true. That's and I true, listen to all the you know I listen to interviews with the most famous people in the world. I'm like, oh, that interview with Eddie Murphy was like kind of interesting. <laughs> and then I hear about I hear about somebody whose story I've never heard before. You know, yeah, talking to the right person. I'm like, that is a fascinating story. I've you know you connected dots all over the place. You've worked on crazy, you know, crazy stuff. And and like I never even heard your name before. Yeah. You know, it's and. I think I think we've got a lot of those kinds of people around oh, here. That I, if I you agree. can get them to if you can get them to open up and to, and and talk a little bit, you'll realize that we got some people who've done some pretty cool stuff that plays on a on a level, uh, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Lens is on a on a a nice movie right now in Louisiana. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, he... I think you're right. I love that dude, man. I, yeah. I grew up with Lens. We we were the same we're the same age, and uh, went, I mean, played little league baseball together, and yep. went through middle school together. Went to two separate high schools, and we run into each other every now and then. But he's, he's such a cool guy. Got a cool yeah. spirit vibe to him, mm-hmm. and just a real—I mean, the the role he played in a great show called Rectify just yeah. blew me away. Yeah, and he was in that—he was in that scene with Robert Redford. Um, in uh-huh. what was that movie called? Uh, wasn't Get Out. <laughs> that was the that was the, no. that was the other one. Uh, down low, low down, something like that. But then his wife Ashley, get low, get, get low, low. Yeah. Get low. Yeah. yeah. And then Ashley just uh, the best clowns film. Have you seen yes. that yet? Yeah, uh, Ashley wrote and directed that. Yeah. I haven't seen it. No, but but they had Clayne Crawford and and uh, Robin Lively and uh, Lieutenant Dangle from writing. Where you don't, he's such a great actor. Why can I not think yeah. of his name? Uh, Is it Christopher or something? No, no. no. Um, did so? Did, did that shoot here? Yeah, 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 it did. Yeah, okay. I knew uh, uh, Ariel Nicole was uh, one of the one of the co stars in that, and she was actually a um, she was actually uh, one of the hosts of Tennessee Valley Uncharted, which okay. we shot at Pop Fizz. Was Eric Baker's co host on that? So she was in Ashley's film too. I was glad to see her. She's a Nashville gal, so I was good. To, I glad you. to see. Glad to see her coming back to town to, to work on some stuff. Oh, I can't. I I can't. I don't. I have so much respect for for. Lynn's and Ashley, so I can't wait to see the movie. I know it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so glad that they are still that they've pressed so hard because I because I know that that it's it can be easy, mm-hmm. you know. And and they've and they've persevered, and both of them have um, worked so hard to become to become the first ones we think of when we yeah. start thinking about you know the talented actors, writers, and directors in town. Well, they're, they're just very impressive people with impressive resumes. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I think we've named them all. I think we named all the all the ones that have made movies around here the last couple of years. I they? don't know. Maybe I'm sure there's, sure there's some more. out there. There has to be more because there's, there's, there's such a deep talent pool here. But. Well, so so what's like the archetype, or who are the other types of productions that will that will come to town, and how do you how do you attract them? Like what? Obviously, you know. Ashley Shelton, for instance, her movie. She lives here. Yeah. You know, it's an, it's obvious that she's going to want to at least at least think about shooting it in Knoxville. Right. What about these films that don't know Knoxville from any other place yeah, ever? It happens in a lot of different ways. I I, I uh, work closely with the state film commissioner Bob Rains, 
Who's a brilliant? I know Bob. Yeah, he's great. Brilliant guy. He's done a, a great things for the state. And yeah, he about has. to do even greater things. Uh, so I work closely with him to see what's coming down the pike and see who might be even sniffing around in the state. Yeah. For what might be right for our area, and he'll make introductions. I've got a publicist in LA that keeps her ears to the ground. We've gotten projects before uh, that way. I read it. I was just reading an article in one of the trades uh, two or three years ago about Kentucky might be possibly cutting their film incentives. And there was a quote from a production company up there that was shooting features up there about how damaging it was going to be to the state. So I clearly would i picked up the phone and called that production company (laughs) you are more than welcome here so we got them in town for a movie okay um and now to be honest with you and i always felt like once we got the ball rolling it would stay rolling Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's what's happening right now because we're getting repeat customers because we uh nice i got i got i got a hold of a producer that was doing a christmas film for pure flicks um they shot it last december and wrapped in january uh, through the state film commission, was that the possible one? What, uh, no, anything, no, is impossible? it was the same person though. Okay. But this was called Banking on Christmas. It's out right now on okay. Netflix. But um, he loved it here, so okay. he had a he had a project that would he'd been trying to get off the ground and it was in development for ten years and he couldn't get it done in L.A. for because he needed a basketball arena, and I'm <laughs> like, well, we got one here, yeah. and I think I could get it for you, so. He's like, you're kidding me. If you can do that, I think I can get this film off the ground. So, and at that point, Sony Affirm had bought Pureflix. They had taken over. So it'd become oh, wow. a little bit of a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they ended up, he ended up coming back uh, and shooting his second film here within six months. He shot it in July. Uh, so that's in post now. A great, <laughs> great cast. So, so you think they might be back too then? <laughs> well, <laughs> that, what's interesting is that he ended up telling a buddy of his that was a movie producer that how great it was here so he picked up the phone and called me and i'm like yeah bring it on he's like i got a lifetime uh, tv one co-production uh, i was going to shoot it i think where was he going to shoot it kentucky maybe somewhere else and i said well um, let's talk about it yeah and uh he ended up uh rapping last month here it's crazy. So yeah, it happens in a lot of different ways. But like I said, when you get the ball rolling and it starts to be word of mouth as well, adding into everything else, all the other uh, things that we do to to uh, find projects, you know. And then Homestead was a bigger one. Uh, Brian Conley, um, he was the producer, the um, executive producer on that project. It wrapped in October. He's he's a local guy, uh, but he shot his last film in Los Angeles, and I know they were. They were considering other areas too, but, um, and it was a um, writer director out of Los Angeles. So, you know, Brian, um, Brian and I have been talking for a while and I'm just letting him know what, what we can do for him here. Mm-hmm. So he ended up uh, keeping the film here and that's, that's, a, that's going to be a killer film. So the word's out then you think, you, th- you, you it's, think it's getting out there. Yeah. It's getting out. You know, we made last year was a weird year, um, with COVID and everything. So not many people at all had, a whole lot of production going on but the two years before that knoxville made the top 10 list in movie maker magazine's best places to live as a filmmaker mm. and i'm really confident that we're going to be on that list again for this year yeah i'm surprised it's only 10 like <laughs> I, yeah. you know top 10 I, this uh I, i've lived in la mm-hmm. and that's the, I think the only other like filmmaking city that, or the only other city I've lived in as a filmmaker, well, Greenville, South Carolina as well. Yeah. And just the balance of being able to live a seemingly civilized life yeah. in Knoxville and still be able to 
creatively get your ideas out there as a filmmaker and yeah. do pretty much, you know, and stay busy, stay working, have a family. You can have a family here. Right. You know, everybody I know that lives in LA that works in production can't do it. It's too expensive. It's, you know, having kids yeah. <laughs> driving, you know, having the demands are also much greater there. It, it seems like as far as, uh, you know, spend two hours in your car every day oh, yeah. and then, and then go work a 12 hour day. Like that's no, you can't, you can't really raise a family <laughs> like that. And yeah. I feel like we have, I feel like we've got both sides of it. There's, you know, you're not going to work on features every single day here, but they come. Yeah. And you are going to work on them if you're, if you're around and you're good, but then you can also have, you know, a decent lifestyle. And- uh, you're right. I love Knoxville. <laughs> Knoxville is easy to live in. It's got big city amenities, mm-hmm. but it's got like a small town ease of living, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just, and, and it's got all the resources that somebody needs to become successful in this industry. So, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. It's like, it's almost time that we have some kind of film institute or some kind of, of school around here. I mean, not to disparage what either Pellissippi or the University of Tennessee are doing, yeah. but it is both of those are accredited, you know, u- universities and, and a community college that are also teaching you math and teaching you science and yeah, making yeah. you do all those other things. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't. I, I feel like it's it. We're almost there to where we could have something here that that that, and we have enough people around who work in the industry every day that could that could be instructors at yeah. some kind of at some kind of learning. <laughs> That's you know, an interesting concept, uh, Ben. That might be something that you should start. I think that would be great. I, think, I, I need think something the, else to do. You're the man for that job, I think. <laughs> I'll support you. I just, I, you know, I I look at it and I see the amount of talented people that we that we have here, but there's also a great need for more of them. There is a great need. That's a that's a great point. Uh, at least, some, yeah, some schools to train some people up because we do have like. We've said over and over today that, that we have a, um, a a good talent base here, a good mm-hmm. crew base here, but we're not deep in some positions. Right. So these projects do end up bringing in folks from um, out of town. Right. Inevitably, they have to. Um, and then, like, this was the first time we had two features on top of each other in October, literally yeah. shooting at the same time. That was a challenge. Pretty much takes up the yeah takes up so, the, the the talent pool. And then, like like I was saying earlier, for us as a production company, we're trying to hire for a you know commercial that we're shooting at the same time. Right. And everybody's busy, um, and so you know, again back to that point of like we're smart enough to know that that's a good thing. Yeah. But you know, I, I could see how it would it it could be it could provide some some stress on on other production companies that maybe wouldn't be as welcoming to that kind of, to that kind of thing happening. But I like Sam Thomas, great example. In fact, so Sam films all of these, um, when he can, all all these podcasts when he can. So if you want to know how busy Sam is, and if there's a movie in town, just go to the South of Scruffy YouTube page and see how long it's been since we've done one (laughs) because he gets so busy for you know for for a month at a time shoot, shooting these films and making great money and doing great stuff and when he comes back he's like man look at this new thing i learned or look what i've right. you know look how i've built out my kit look look at this here's what we did on this last one here's what the gaffer was doing I'll listen to this you know it's that's great that's invaluable it is, it is invaluable yeah and it's you know to use the 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 old cliche of like the rising tide floating all boats or whatever like i really i think that's a a, a really 
good way to put it uh, with, with sure. what these films are bringing to town. They're making us better. Uh, the people that have to live here and, and work on this stuff when the film leaves town, yeah. they're still making us better. Yeah. And, and film schools are great, uh, obviously, but you, you know, the, the stuff that you can learn actually being on a live set is yeah. invaluable as well. Mm -hmm. So we're giving people that, uh, wouldn't have an opportunity to do that. Um, in many occasions, yep. young people, their first, their first taste of, of the, the, the feature film world. And they just, not only do they, they work and they learn, but they meet people and they, uh, you know, you never know they're, they're going to end up on another set with the same people because they did a good job and they just sure. grow from there. And that's, that's uh, a great thing that we, that we can do here in Knoxville. Yeah. I think that's kind of what happened with, with Sam that I was talking yeah. about is, um, you know, Sam was a recording engineer when he when he came to Knoxville and he just learned because he's a brilliant guy how to be a location sound recordist. And the it, they're traveling him now. <laughs> These production companies are traveling there him to go. work with him because because, you know, he's he's grown so much working on on these shoots that, you know, they recognize a badass when they see it. That's and, right. And we have some around here. And That's they're right. starting to take them with them when, when they go out of town and That's shoot. That's what happens. Yeah, I exactly. Know. Right. It's, it's excellent. Are they, so when they come in, are they hiring any, uh, are they casting locally at oh, all? Yeah. yeah. They are. Okay. Uh, you know, obviously the, the leads are usually going to go, you know, to bigger names if mm -hmm. the budgets are big enough. But yeah, a lot of the supporting roles um, are, are cast here locally. That's great. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, not just background, but... but No, not just background. They're people with lines, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So do they use, do they use, um, I guess, are, are there, are there agencies or, I mean, I know Talent Trek does a lot of, yep. a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, um, theatrical folks, but a lot of print stuff as well. I guess there's sure. a couple of other, there's a couple of other agencies that book as well, but do they deal with local, local agencies a lot? They absolutely do. Yeah, I'll steer, Good. I'll steer them in the direction of Talent Trek or, or Gage or... Um, you've got Stair and, and Clinton. Um, they're all do, do a great job and, awesome. uh, yeah, they're good resources for, um, the productions that are coming in for sure. Okay. Do we have any, uh, do we have anything coming in that you can talk about? Well, I can say that, yeah, we do have some things. We, we're working on some bigger stuff and, um, two, two bigger projects that, have some really great names attached to them. Really, uh, they won't be until next year. Okay, um, and they obviously have some things to um, uh, for things to fall in place still uh, for those projects. Um, that and then the combination of that and then the state has a new tax credit uh, incentive program. I think I read about this. Yeah, that's going to be it's, it's going to be on board next. Well, by, by the first of the year. What does it do differently? Because you it, said the, the the legacy one is more of a grant. It is, yeah, it's deal. a grant base. So this is a tax credit situation. It's, it's brilliant, brilliantly designed by our state film commissioner Bob Rains. Love him. It's a forty percent uh, tax credit on your F and E and your sales tax. It's it's wow. designed for companies uh, that already have a large tax liability in the state of Tennessee, like a Amazon or a Sony or an Apple, um, so they can tap into this program. Okay. Um, because they can they can use the tax credit in any aspect of their business, I guess. Right. So they're from what I understand, they're they're lining up and roaring and ready to go in the state. And uh, so next year should be very interesting as far as getting in more bigger studio projects into the state. And I know they'll trickle this way. And 
Uh, we're working on a few things too to sweeten the pot in this area. So we'll see how that goes, but can't get into a lot of detail yet. There's a lot, still a lot of work to be done on that. Right. But I think next year is going to be just as big, if not bigger than, than this year. Amazing. Um, so where do we fall, uh, in, in, uh, I guess in the narrative world with the kind of four markets, if you think of Nashville, Memphis, Knoxville. In Chattanooga, is it kind of population probably <laughs> the way you would look at that too, as far as our, our lift with, with filming here? Good question. Uh, you know, Memphis and Nashville, they have sound stages there. So they, they've gotten TV series before where we mm-hmm. haven't, um, I don't know though. I, I don't know if, I don't know if Memphis and Nashville have, have had six features shot this year. Right. I really don't. I don't right. know. I, I would be hard pressed to say that they have. Right. So we're, I think we're in the mix for it. Uh, for the top spot? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes, like I said, since they have some facilities that we may not have that draw bigger projects, mm-hmm. but I I think we're right there with them this year. Great. Do you yeah. think we need a soundstage here? I think it's going to be interesting going forward with this new tax credit situation I'll, uh, to see how that shakes out because I do think that there's going to be some bigger I know there's going to be bigger projects filming in the state from here out because of that. So, yeah, I mean, maybe. Can't shoot them all on location. You can't shoot no, everything you, on location. You can't. I mean, especially if it's a TV series, they're, right. all, they're always going to want soundstage space. So, yeah. Um, and a lot of it. So, so what does that look like? Does that look like two, 200,000 square feet of warehouse that gets built out and they're big, soundproofed I mean, right next to the airport so people can fly in and out? And, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad idea. They, yeah. uh, they you know, they, I've been to a couple as an actor in um, in Atlanta in, in Georgia, and they're big. They said like they've taken over factories down there and retrofitted them to be sound stages. So yeah. I don't know the exact. I don't know exactly. I mean, it's going to depend on the project too. But I don't know exactly the amount of square footage, like minimum that one would need. But, right. Um, we're, yeah. we're probably going to find out. You heard about like Hunger Games and going to like Charlotte and buying the old William Morris yeah. building. It was like a half a million square feet and, yeah. you know, building out you know, just a ton of different sets. And... It's insane that the, the, <laughs> the uh, I mean, those, those, those films end up being just small cities, you know, yeah. when they're in production. Yeah. I, I watch some of these films and like Dune, for instance, yeah, you yeah. know, watch that and I'm like, yeah, the budget on it was something like $150 million. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like that much yeah, money to pull off that, that uh, spectacle. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot these days. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. And then I, the Marvel films are being shot three hours away in, in, in Georgia. Those things yeah. are... Yeah, it's it's amazing. It, it seems like it seems like Atlanta is kind of running out of uh, less so now, but they were kind of running out of resources before. And people from here were working down there a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of folks who who spent you know summers in, in you know in in Atlanta, and then before that, like when Nashville was being shot in Nashville, yeah, the TV show, and Hannah Montana was in Nashville and all that. They were right. pulling. You know the the Tad Howards and the Chris Durfees of the world, you yes. know, in those directions. And ultimately, again, not to keep harping on this, great for us in Knoxville. Those guys yeah. just went and worked on huge stuff and brought back some pretty cool tricks. Those guys worked on my first film back in two thousand seven. Yeah, uh, I those guys are as good as it gets. Agreed. Yeah, those guys are amazing. Yeah, 
Tad Tad and Durfee, I would take that as a as a, a gaffer key grip team any day if in I any had, market. If I had a five hundred million dollar film, those, <laughs> those would be my first two hires. Those guys are great. Well, so what all have you done uh, in, behind the camera or writing? Um, yeah, writing wise, you know, I I um I wrote a film called Amateurs a while back. It was a baseball film. That was the first one uh, that was produced. It was produced here back in two thousand seven. Not a great film. Really? <laughs> it was, it was but okay. you guys we got it f- done? Yeah, we got it done. We had a few hundred thousand dollars to shoot it. And, nice. And um, I, I don't want to say it wasn't great. It was fine. It was good. It was funny. Where do you find that money? You uh, Well, that, that I ended up getting the project in the hands of a producer, Nashville way, and they they worked all that out. But the f- uh, the one after that was a little horror film. But then we, we got hooked up with this, this Engine 15 group in Los Angeles that was doing the kids' films. Oh, cool. So, uh, you know, I wrote those, uh, directed one, co-directed and co-wrote one with another amazing talent, Luke Dye here in town. Yeah, I've heard that name. Uh, great guy. He's an he's a editor by trade, but okay. uh, just an all, all around good filmmaker. You need writer. that perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so wrote those two. And so, you know, anything, any film we've ever made, I, I was definitely in on the writing and I'm still doing that still got a couple scripts out in los angeles right now and working on some other ideas uh a couple scripts right now so always always uh trying to just keep things moving forward what about the what about the acting part have you have you gotten any have you gotten any roles in any of the films that have been in town uh you know not really just a couple little things here and there but acting i'm still doing through my agency in atlanta i mean the last bigger I just did a life. Well, it was a not lifetime. What, where did that end up? Uh, it was a lifetime-ish type film in Atlanta back in the spring. For that, I did a, an episode of um, The Outsider on HBO. Mm. And again, like you, I I ended up my dialogue got cut. Yeah, that's, yeah, I got uh, cut. I was in the scene still, but my dialogue got cut, which was really disappointing. Because yeah, you know I. I learned a lesson with a friend in, in L.A. who had us all over to watch his, you know, his premiere and his pilot one time. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 Big, big, big party. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. big party. Everybody's over. Yeah. I never do you that. You know, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. They cut everything. Oh, it's that's like, so bad. I see the back of your head. Are you that's sure awful. you have lines? I know. I know. I know. No, nobody believes you after that. So. It's like the, man, that's the, terrible. The stuff in the crock pot was great, man. Thanks for having us over. <laughs> So I was in a situation um, yesterday, day before yesterday, um, in Nashville, and we were um, we were filming. We were supposed to film on some on some private property, but it looked like it was going to spill over onto like public property. Yeah, right next to it. Um, You got to get it like a. a, I would have needed to go through the film office, right? Right, right. If if I would have done that. So you have a counterpart in Nashville. that that would that I would have had to deal with to 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 legally do all that. Yeah, in Nashville, it's the state film commission there, so he's oh, over so the I could entire just state. Call Bob. You can call Bob. Yeah, <laughs> dang it. Or or Yuzella. He's uh, she's she kind of runs the. the I've met the her too. Over so they're both wonderful people. Yeah, but yeah, but that's what that's you know that's the thing we try to do here is we make it easy. Um, you know, like I said, the city and the county works so well with us, but permits are so we get them turned around quickly. With their help and 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 easily and there's no cost you know obviously you have to have production insurance if you can film on city right. property or county property but um 
but we we try to make it as quick and easy and painless as possible. Yeah. And, uh, any any resources that they need, we help them line that up, and and uh, we just any anything that they need to make things go smoothly, we try to make sure that they have. So that's another thing that I feel like, not just from talking to you, but um, I guess also from my experience in Los Angeles, like everything was so hard and nobody yeah. was accommodating. It, it, everything was a runaround. Yeah. It's like you could eliminate 10 people's jobs if you just make stuff easier to do. It doesn't make sense <laughs> to make things hard either because their jobs exist because people are filming there. <laughs> exactly. Why don't you want to make it easy for them? But I feel like you bring that mentality to this and you know maybe it's colloquial maybe it's because of where we are maybe it's because of the people's mentality around here but we want to help each other we want to make it easy and you've been accommodating for us if we need to you know get a street shut down or get some meters bagged or whatever it is just to to make something happen like you guys could make our lives miserable or impossible if you wanted to but we don't have that mentality you want you you want to make it you want to make it right you want to make it an enjoyable experience well and we talked earlier if word gets out about how enjoyable it is to film here word would get out even faster if we try if we treated him like crap <laughs> nobody would want to film here. that's so. exactly right yeah. it is a small industry although yeah. it seems huge it is you're right it's yeah just, mess up mess up once and see how, how long it takes it to exactly takes right. takes that that to to get out there but that is something that that i heard from sam and from a couple of others that worked on uh the the last film that he was on yeah. is that the director the producer when they left town, it was a love fest. Everybody was so amazed at how great the experience was from top to bottom, all That's the way good. around, above the line, below the line. Everybody loved it. It looked like a hell of a lot of fun, too. It looked like they had fun shooting it, but it just seems like you guys created this the you created a space and a vibe for for that to for that to proliferate and grow and 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 it and it was a, a good experience for everybody and it sounds like they're all going to be back that's that's the big thing yeah and that's good to hear I, I i'm it's very pleasing to hear that but yeah these people they're not done filming stuff you know they're going to be filming stuff every year yeah and uh i just want them to set up set up shop here just crank everything out from knoxville well i, I I don't know if enough people say thank you to you, but I appreciate what you're doing a lot. Well, I, no, I, I, I should say thank, thank you to you and to everybody else because <laughs> I have my dream job because of people like you. So, uh, and and you, you, you and your your company, you have always been amazing to work with, and I just love what I do. I really do. I love what I do. I and I, I still get to you know do my acting you yeah. know whenever i can I, yeah I, which isn't whenever they let me know and uh which isn't that often but and i still you know i'm writing and stuff like that but just i love working to grow this industry in this town because i have a love for this town and i have a love for the filmmaking community in this town and uh yeah <laughs> i guess that's it i love it man well, I really appreciate you being here and and coming by to talk to me. You've you've been on my list for a while of people to talk to. I'm on a lot of people's lists, man. Some <laughs> are so good. You were you're on a good with this stuff. <laughs> okay, good. Anything else? We miss anything? I think we covered everything. I think we got it all. Yeah. Not <laughs> there's nothing left, I think. Kurt, thank you so much, man. Take care and we'll be in touch. Thanks, Ben. It's been soon. been really cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. All right. All right. How'd we do? I enjoyed it. Love that guy. Glad we got to chat on the mics. 
Thank you guys for being here. Don't forget to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash South of Scruffy. If you want to support us there, we'd love to have you. Hope everybody's well. Talk to you guys real soon. We'll see you next week. I right? Pitchwire. Play me out.